All right, Sunday night edition of the wrap-up show. John and Jim with you. As you make your way in, as we always tell you, please subscribe. We've got year-round content for Padres fans. Smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. Uh, we'll get to every single Super Chat tonight. We really do appreciate your support of the channel. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you want to become a member, get emojis and badges, you can click the Join button down below. The Padres have still spent $0 in free agency. Did you see that tweet, by the way, from Jeff Passan? The Yankees have also spent nothing, but then again, they acquired Juan Soto. Um, but the Padres, not only have they spent nothing, Jim, they've actually added payroll clearly to their major league roster, including this Matt Carpenter deal this past week where they trade away Carpenter and Ray Kerr for a double-A outfielder. So we're still looking for their first free agent spend. We'll get into what Dennis Lynn wrote in the Athletic over the weekend. But Matt Carpenter, as we suspected, will not be in the Padres in 2024 as they continue to cut payroll the question now is, what are they going to do with the additional payroll that they've added here for 2024? Do you mean added payroll or like? Well, excuse me, added flexibility, not added payroll. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Added. Um, they've shed. They shed a bunch they of money. Payroll. Yep. They shed. They, yeah, they've shed payroll and they've spent zero dollars yep. and they've signed zero free agents and they've made three significant moves, which is they traded Barlow. Yep. Or De Los Santos. For money flexibility, which I like that trade. I think it's you potentially could have an upgrade there, or it's kind of just like a, a wash. Barlow might be a, a tad better, but not for seven million a year. Um, the Soto trade. I mean, come on, that you can't call that anything <clears throat> other than it is, which is not a wash. It's a it's no. a loss. It's a it's a loss that that you have now you've added a couple nice pitchers and, and flexibility, but you lost one of the best hitters in baseball and a center fielder. So now you need to get two outfield positions. And then uh, the Matt Carpenter trade on Friday for some random no-name double-A or triple-A, I don't even know, outfielder that will do absolutely nothing for this team. But it's I think it's a good move because they needed to get rid of Carpenter. There's no chance in hell, and you've been saying it, like there would, there's no chance they, they, they should have had or they were going to have Matt Carpenter on this roster to start next season. So that I think that was a good move. They saved five million dollars i believe because they they sent one and a half back to uh to atlanta the ray kerr thing i mean okay it, it's it's a necessary evil to to make sure you got rid of carpenter they had to attach something to carpenter they couldn't just trade him away for somebody so it was a it, it was a good trade good move but but yeah i mean other than that they've done nothing uh which look i'm not because I know the climate they're in, and I know the situation they're in. I'm not overly like upset about it yet, to the point of like, what are what are they thinking? What is the plan here? There is definitely like, I'm curious. Like, what are you guys gonna do here? You guys gonna wait to go dumpster diving? You guys are waiting until that Black Friday sale? You know, like, because that's what it seems like they're doing. And then once the off season ends, and once we get to spring training, then I think we can evaluate how this off season was because they're still. A month and a half or maybe a little longer than that left until we get to uh pitchers and catchers and it's not great right now <laughs> it's not because they're a worse baseball team than they were last year and they have a million holes on this roster like they have i think seven open spots on their 40 man seven yeah that's crazy it's ridiculous so yeah as of right now it's definitely an incomplete but um not been a good offseason at all this is a classic example of like you better not compare yourself to someone else 
And everyone, everyone's done that, right? Like, oh, this dude's stronger than me. Oh, this guy's taller than me. Oh, the, whatever it is. If you're comparing yourself to the LA Dodgers this offseason, that's a bad thing to do. If you're comparing yourself even to the San Francisco Giants, who haven't really been able to spend the last three years, but finally have here with Jung-Hoo Lee, and now they're rumored to potentially be in on Blake Snell and potentially others, they've already gotten Bob Melvin, your manager, from you. Arizona has spent like crazy already this offseason. 122 million, I think. Um, the only team you want to compare yourself to in the division is, is Colorado, because I think that would compare favorably. For San Diego, you cannot worry about what's going on around you. You need to figure out the best path forward for you. And whether that's by freeing up payroll and looking towards 2025, as stupid as that sounds, not to say you can't win in 2024, but in reading this Dennis Lynn piece and talking about the free agent market and then seeing quotes from A.J. Preller, where he's saying, I think Jeff Sanders had it in the UT, that we're going to, I'm paraphrasing, we're going to look right here. for value. Yeah, we're going to look for value in January, right? Because once like the top guys are off the board, what's the Jeff Sanders quote? He said, quote, obviously you got to be able to spend on players hopefully in the next couple of weeks, whether it's trade or free agent, when the market kind of stabilizes. Guys get to January and they're looking for places to play. There might be some good buys out there. Right. So you hear something like that from Preller. You read what Dennis Lynn writes, where he writes, not only are they lowering payroll, which we know, he writes this exact sentence. According to people briefed on the club's thinking, the Padres might be inclined to open next season with a payroll that is more than a little lower than $200 million. Whatever that means. Which, more than a little lower than $200 million, a number that has been widely reported as a rough target. They were 256 last year. Mm -hmm. If they're more than a little lower than $200, let us just say 180 175. I mean, it's such a huge slash. And then maybe you kind of attack free agency in 2025 and you supplement from your system between 2024 and 2025. But I mean, there's just so many, there's just so many open-ended questions. And of course they're going to make moves. Of course they're not done. Of course there'll be free agent signings. Of course there'll be trades. It's just, man, when you compare yourself to the Dodgers and the Giants and the Diamondbacks, it's it's not a fun, it's not a fun game to play. And I got pushback from this for saying, like, guys, this is a wildly, like, known thing that their payroll was going down to 200 or lower. Mm -hmm. and, and I got pushback from some people that, you know, may claim to be insiders saying, like, oh, no, it's going to be like 220. Like, okay. ah, probably like 225. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, the trend of this offseason, if you think it's going to be around 225, you're insane. It's not. You know, it's crazy that we're even talking like this because just, you know, seven years ago, maybe I, I, I don't know the exact timing. Like, right. If you told me, hey, by the way, the Padres are going to have a hundred and ninety seven million dollar payroll. I'd be like, whoa, right. That's insane. We're just in a different climate now where the expectations are, you know, where they are because of how much they've spent in the last couple of years. I've always said if you can stabilize a payroll between one hundred and eighty and two hundred million dollars, like that's plenty to win. A World Series in baseball. The problem is how they've spent that money has been horrific, just absolutely horrific. There, there's no way around it. Um, the amount of money they've tied up into so few players has has put them at this position. And to go into next year, they want. I think their one of their main goals in this offseason is we can't even get close to the luxury tax again. Like we can't that that that, that number of i think it's like two well it's seven it, i think it is but, right but that doesn't give them 237 to spend 
because no, no, of that's the what way I mean. That, yeah, the, like the way it, to it, your point, it, they have to be underneath yeah. it to stay under the CBT. How, how the numbers work in like the, I don't know exactly how the numbers work, but essentially, they probably have around between twenty and thirty million dollars to spend, like to feel comfortable with a number to also potentially add during the trade deadline next year. Because if they end up somehow spending, I don't know how they would. 35 to 40 million this the rest of this offseason then they'll be over they'll be over and they're going to lose any type of flexibility that they potentially want to have at a trade deadline next year to 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 compete and and you know there, there's a lot of things at play here so yeah i'm not i'm not surprised honestly john one bit like seeing these seeing these reports from dennis hearing the quotes from aj like i'm from, from everything that we've heard I don't. I, I am not surprised in the slightest at all. Well, I would say this, and, and I agree with what you're saying. By the way, to your point, what we're saying here about this CBT number where they need to stay under. So the Padres payroll right now, depending on where you find it, COTS or Track or Fangraphs, is roughly 150. But against the luxury tax, it's 205. Right. They can only push up to, I believe, 237, which would give them 32 million roughly. But to your point, if you literally spent 32 this offseason, you'd have no flexibility in season with any move. Or if you added like a half million dollars, you'd go over the threshold. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm seeing like some people here in the chat. Again, if you're here, please subscribe here on Content for Padres fans. If you're here and you want to make sure we get your comment, if you want to support the channel, click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to every single super chat here tonight it's like you know how did they get here whose fault is this and i mean listen obviously it starts at the top of the organization with aj preller who's been here for 10 years i think there are two moves you look back on and there's a million more and we could get into the specifics of the millions more if the padres do not win a world series in the next decade the xander bogart's deal is going to go down as one of the worst deals considering the makeup of the roster that you could possibly imagine. When you had Hassan Kim and Jay Cronenworth on your roster and you spent 280 on a shortstop, unless you're winning a World Series, that you're going to look back on that and say, how on earth did we even consider doing that? That's the first part of it. I, would, I don't think second is Cronenworth or Darvish. I think second, again, unless you're winning a World Series, I think 350 to Machado mm -hmm. is not going to look good. I mean, you have to win a World Series. The 350 additional double down on Machado you have to win a World Series. And I mean, I think it's blunt. I think it's plain as day. I think Machado's a very good player. I think he could go down as one of the more recognizable Padres of all time. But without a World Series to handcuff a roster with 350 to Machado and 280 to Bogarts, I'm sorry. And you see what the Dodgers and the Giants and the Diamondbacks are doing. It's like you you win or else. And I, I listen, I credit the spending, but I don't credit the way the money was spent. You can have... Two three hundred million dollar con two hundred three two three hundred million dollar contracts on your roster. You can. I, I'm. What about you can three? have? But yeah, that's the problem. That's where I was getting to. Is like yeah. you can have Manny at three fifty and Tatis for three forty. Is that a big chunk? Absolutely. Is it? You know, not the greatest contracts in the world, especially for Manny. Like, no, it's not. I would have much rather have had. Uh, and it was never going to happen. But if Manny opted in for five for one fifty. And then Tatis at 340, I think over time you could look at it if he gets back to his MVP yeah, definitely. ways at the plate. It looks like a steal. You're like $30 million for this guy? That's great. You know, like, but you're right. And we've talked about this. That Xander contract was 
if he doesn't turn out to like really put up some numbers for this team, it's going to turn into a, an absolute disaster. Does it cost you Juan Soto for another year? It just did, right? Um, and if you want to go to the Manny contract, it costs you a potential opportunity to to make an offer to Juan Soto. All right, I don't know if they were going to resign him, but you lost the opportunity once you signed Manny Machado. Like that, you just didn't have an opportunity to, to even offer him a contract. Which AJ Perler said that they never even broached a contract with him. Um, so like the Darvish deal is in hindsight now obviously two out of the three years he's been here he's been injured it looks like crap i still think the musgrove deal is a good deal i will stand by that even though he got injured last year i think when he pitched he was really fucking good um cronenworth is a, a disaster deal but it doesn't like kill you financially it's just stupid um but yeah that xander deal man a, a, along with the Manny 350 and you know they didn't they didn't want to do any type of Otani deal to defer like all of it to you know to help flexibility with this team um which they would never have done like Manny deferring money like no way so yeah that that's where they're at and they put themselves in this position and so you know you're going to hear a lot of names from the minor leagues potentially going to have to contribute this upcoming season. And that's always a scary thing with AJ Preller because he's never been able to develop. And, and by the way, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Theoretically. Uh, I think that whether yeah. that pans out in 2024 or not, I think it's something that's probably a long time coming. And you, of course, all good organizations blend free agency with solid systems. To your point, the Padres really haven't had a system that has paid dividends other than in the trade market under AJ Preller. But like, right. honestly, if, if I'm a Padres fan, I'm not looking at Fangraph's zip projections for Machado's deal. Remember that? Remember that article that came out when Machado signed? Yeah. We're like, yeah, whatever. So Machado's war for the last six years of the deal, like let, let me say this plain. According to Fangraphs, according to Fangraphs, is it he's a one war player or worse for the last six years? Yes. Yeah, Xander not. Bogart's deal for the last six years of his deal, he's at two point seven war. Or worse for the last six years. Machado's actually at 1.4 war or worse. He's under one for the last five years of the deal. Bogarts is under two for the last four years of the deal. My my point is this. That's why you have to win a World Series. Because yeah. and by the way, you're you're dealing with not borrowed time, but tight timing. And that's where it gets hard when you got guys in their 30s that are making a lot of money that are only going to decrease in ability to pair them with your young core, well, this young core has to develop. So whatever that young core looks like, and by the way, a lot of people, and A.J. Preller himself included, would tell you the young core is in double-A. And they might have a lot of talent in double-A. But if it begins to pay dividends in 2025 and then really you know, fully comes to fruition in 26 and 27, well, your core is aging. Machado and Bogarts and Darvish and Musgrove are no longer in their prime in 2026 and 2027. You could certainly argue that. So it's just a very oddly put together 26-man roster is the way I would put I mean, it's not even 26 men right now. To your point, there's 32 people on the 40-man roster. But I just have so many questions. Now, can, it, can they get out from underneath it? I mean, probably. Are there some... 
you know, eventually things are going to change. I don't think Machado will be here for 11 years if they don't win. I don't think Bogarts will be here for 11 years if they don't win. And who knows what Tatis's future looks like. But you get my point. It's just, it's an oddly constructed roster. And that's, you pointed AJ Preller there. Not to say that you can't get into the postseason. And if you do, who the hell knows? Crazier things have happened. But it's like, man, you got to find ways to get in in 2024 and 2025. Because how good are you feeling about Machado and Bogarts in like 2027 and beyond? I mean, I'm not counting on those guys to win a World Series. You're not, and that's why I have been adamant that this upcoming season is not a rebuild because mm -hmm. they can't afford to do that. They can't afford to, to, to. I mean, they're not going to ever say it, but by having their actions, like to me, you cannot rebuild here. And rebuilding means like getting rid of players that you know, like Bogarts or like Kim? Man, like. Kim, exactly, Kim, right? You get rid of Kim. Is in his prime. I mean, I understand the, if you're thinking with your head, logic, I get, if I take away everything else, right? If you're looking from just a business standpoint, trading Hassan Kim right now, I guess probably makes sense. Because, I mean, if he, if he has another year like he did last year, dude is a $150 million player in the open market. Right, right. I mean, that's a Dansby Swanson deal. Oh, you're saying you're saying Kim? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's gonna well, he's certainly get a hundred million dollars. If if Jung Hoo Lee, who's never had yeah, in a bat exactly. with the big he's leagues, is getting one hundred and thirteen, then he's. Getting I think more. it was like a, Kim's getting more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, he's one of the best second basemen in all of baseball. So I understand from a business standpoint trading Kim to maximize value because you're pro you're not going to resign him. Um, but then again. You can't afford to do that because you can't afford to not try to win this year. And Hassan mm -hmm. Kim on this team gives you a better chance than if he wasn't. Just how I was, I, I was saying, you know, Juan Soto on the team gives you a better chance than he doesn't. But their own moves, stupidity of signing these players, caused the Juan Soto trade to happen. Yeah, I, I can. No, I agree with you. I mean, again, can you sell me on we needed to move Soto? We needed pitching. We needed to get out from underneath from from that contract. We weren't going to sign him long term. I don't like it. Okay, we can stomach it. But if you now also pair that move with Kim, I, I don't even know how you sell it. I'm sorry. You cannot sell it on 2024. You can start telling me about the future and your young core and who's coming up, but you can't tell me they're trying to win a World Series in 2024. You, I, you just cannot. I just want to – well, okay, why don't we have a super here? But some yeah. little casino in the chat's like, oh, they have 32 million to spend. Quick panicking. Okay. Really <laughs> you not must not much. like know you, you don't you you must not know what this roster looks like right now because even AJ Cassville put out a, a pretty lengthy piece last week saying the Padres have a long list of needs, which includes at least another starter, preferably closer to the front end because you're losing a Cy Young Award winner. Sure. Probably not, but that's probably not going to happen. But at least another starter that can give you 150 plus innings, another high end reliever towards the back of your bullpen, a first baseman, two outfielders, a DH, bench. You're telling me $32 million. And by the way, just to say $32 million, that's like It'll probably the be less limit. Than that. Yeah, if that's the limit. So if they spend thirty-two on the dot, they probably don't have any flexibility going into the middle of next year at the trade deadline to make moves if they're contending. So 
I would suspect it'd be lower than that. If it is 32 million or higher, then I'm wrong, right? But well, well it just, could be higher if they move additional play. The only caveat where it's higher than that is like you move Kim, who makes eight this year, yeah, or, right. and then all of a sudden you have 40, so now you can spend 36 or whatever. Correct. But no, I think you're I think you're spot on. I think 32 is probably aggressive. I think it's probably in that like mid-20s range. 25. And mid-20s, um, and, and if you want to sign any starting pitcher, we all know starting pitchers cost 10 million 15. plus. 15 minimum. A I good mean, one. again, they got Lugo and Walk on on the cheap and it panned out, but it, like, that, there's about no this. guarantee they do that again. You get me Marcus Stroman. That's going to cost, say, just, just work with me here. Marcus mm-hmm. Stroman, say 16 million a year. Like a, just a one year, 16 mm-hmm. million. I think that's maybe fair. Maybe, maybe right. a little less than he, but he may, maybe want. I'll just go on the conservative side and say 16. Sure. Reese Hoskins, who I see in the chat right now. I know he came off injury, but he's, he's here? no, no, no. Oh, uh, he's not okay. in the chat. I, okay. Someone mentioned Reese Hoskins. Yeah. Um, first baseman power hitter. Let's go conservative. Let's say 15, 14. Okay. There's 30. Yeah. Two players. The two players. And by the way, neither of which are some heart like guarantee. I like Reese Hoskins a lot. He's coming off a year long injury. And, and they're Marcus good players Stroman, and they would help yeah, you. Yeah. And Stroman's not a pop. I mean, no. Yeah, he's going to help. I agree. I think Stroman could. I don't think they go though. I think they're going for the tier below that. Yes, as it, as it sits currently, I think, and that's why you hear Preller saying, "Well, once we get to January and players like that are off the board, and yes. guys are looking for jobs, maybe we can kind of exploit." He's not saying that, but I'm saying it. All right, let's get to some of these supers that are rolling in, guys. If you're here, please subscribe. You're on content for you. Please subscribe. Smash the like button for us, and thank you for the super chats. It's a great way to support the channel. We'll get to every single super chat. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. Click the dollar sign below the chat box, like Carlos, our good buddy, Carlos. Great to have you here, what as up, always. Man? He says, now that we know that Sadler wanted to win regardless of the financial implications, Soto was a lock to get an extension offer after the season, and now we know that the money isn't as much as we thought. You're saying things have changed in the absence of Sadler potentially on what their plans were with Juan Soto? That's one of those things that we'll never know about because we talked to Kevin Acey, and Kevin's like the plan was always to lower payroll, but Kevin didn't specifically say the plan was always to move Juan Soto. So that's the that's like the caveat. Like, was the plan to move Juan Soto if Peter Seidler was still owner of the club or not? I don't think we'll ever truly know that. But according to Kevin, and who had very good relationship with Peter Seidler, it appeared as if the payroll either way was coming down. Yeah, it it, it does. And and look, I don't want to put last season on. I don't want to put all the spending on last season under this narrative of. Well, Peter knew his health was deteriorating and he knew he only had one year left, so he just spent a bunch of money to try to win now. Like, I don't want to put that narrative out there at all. I don't. Yeah, I mean, who's really... Yeah, I'm with you. Now, he happened to pass within the year, but I I don't think that was necessarily the thinking a year ago. Yeah, I don't think when they signed Bogarts in December of last year and then gave Manny Machado what he wanted in spring training, that Peter Seiler was thinking to himself, like... Well, this is it. I'm just going to spend a bunch of money. Like, I, I don't want to put that narrative out there, and I think that's not what any thought process was during last season. I, I think Peter truly believed, like, I have a bunch of money. I mm-hmm. don't care. I'm going to spend a bunch. And then the TV deal fell under, and it was like, oh, shit. What now? We yeah, just the lost. The TV deal is a big issue that we, we, we talk about, but not everyone's talking about every day. And and it's so easy. I even I even can do this math. They lost fifty million 
from the TV deal. 60. 60. They needed to cut about 50 million from the payroll. They asked for a hundred million dollar loan and they only got 50. Yep. Like, so they're at least 50 short. You're saying, right. Um, so you put two and two together there. And I, I do think that if that TV deal, which I mean, Bally sports and the RSN or whatever network they're yeah. part of biggest piece of shit company ever, right? Like biggest <laughs> I know, but joke it's like, of a company of all time, but it was paying the, it was paying money. And 28 of the teams are still getting paid as of right now. Arizona and San Diego are no longer part of this RSN mm-hmm. model as it sits right now. And who knows if Bally's was still around, if Bally's was still around, do you think things would be different? I think it'd be a little different. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do too. I mean, it's interesting that the first deal that Bally's tried to get out from underneath was San Diego. Like, despite the spending of Peter Sadler, despite the ratings going up in the in local ratings, which they were. I mean, ratings were very good in San Diego. Clearly, it was still a, a losing money proposition for Bally's. Um, is it DV? D-E-I-V-Y? Thank you. Call it, call it DV. Thanks, DV. I like it. Thank you. Um, he says, Padres should have just signed Kim for six years, 55. It's second. Heading into last year, maybe. Um, waited for Jackson Merrill to come. Jake's contract should should have needed a team option. Um, yeah, the Jake thing was a reach. They didn't need to do it. In retrospect, we always say this. Darvish or Snell, Snell. Um, Cronenworth or Kim, Kim, in retrospect. This is what you're doing, but they they didn't make those decisions. Could you have gotten Kim a year ago for 655 maybe? Yeah, maybe but, you could maybe you could have done the Cronenworth deal seven for eighty. But Hassan Kim going into last year was deemed borderline a a bust. A little bit. He had that nice second half. He he was a good war player piece of his defense coming out of twenty twenty two, wasn't he? War player, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. But offensively, just not anywhere close. True. Like his career OPS plus is one hundred with last year, which was a one ten. So he was a below average major league hitter heading into last year. And I guarantee you, if they sign Hassan Kim to that, like a six, say six yep. years, 55 million before the start of last year, <laughs> I'm not saying he would have sucked. I'm just saying that, that the general consensus would have been what the F? Why mm-hmm. are you giving Kim all this money? Now, hindsight's a great thing. It would have now be viewed as like a great deal, but mm-hmm. you didn't know. And they chose wrong. As yeah. of right now, they chose wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. With with Cronenworth. Cronenworth, Darvish. Yeah, I mean, they've made some... I mean, a lot of these contracts have not panned out, obviously. Uh, Carlos, thank you again for the super. He says, uh, Kim should be traded, to be honest. We know that he had a career year and his value couldn't be higher. Cronenworth should have been traded at his peak as well. See, it's an interesting point on Cam. I mean, you're going to get real return for him. There's no question about it, especially with him not owed much. In 2024, it's hard to move Cronenworth. I mean, look at what they just did with Carpenter. They attached a player to him, and they still laid a million and a half. So, I mean, imagine trying to move Cronenworth. That's going to be really challenging. Um, can you don't you want to him? Of course you can. You don't want to become the A's here, Carlos. Where the like the fact that like oh guys at his peak value, let's trade him. Like get rid of like, him. You you want to keep good players. Like that's the whole point of the game here. You you don't want to have a team that when you have players reach like a peak as far as trade value that you have to trade them. Like the idea should be keeping those good players on your team. 
Yeah, before, I mean, and you, you know? say, well, there's one year of control, but I'm like, well, doesn't that year matter? I mean, one of four is 25% of Kim's time in San Diego. That's what I said about it's Soto. Four year deal, one of you know, one of two one and, of and a half is, is how much? One of two and a half is 35 plus percent. Right, and that's what I said about Soto. It's forty percent. It's forty percent. They traded away forty percent of what they could have had. Yeah. A little more. He right. played sixty, then one sixty. He had one sixty coming. That's like forty-one percent of his time in a Padres uniform was traded away. And as of right now, you know, because all I heard was, "Oh yeah, well, it's flexibility. They can just go out and spend money now." They still could. Okay, mm-hmm. as Peller said, they're just waiting for all these prices to drop and waiting to get to MLB Black Friday. But what if they don't go out and spend that difference that they gained back from Soto? Then you're looking at it as like, what the f? Well, that's when I. That's why I keep saying, and maybe it's not the right word, but I'm like, it's not that it's a fire sale, but it's complete. At that point, I, if it's not a fire sale, then it's a rebuild. If they go from 256 to 160, then but it's still not a me, rebuild. They have all these good. I mean, they still have I good know, players. But, but if they couldn't win a year ago with a better roster, are they going to win at a higher level against a better division? With a worse I mean, roster, have, I mean, look because they have Mike Schilt. No, you know you're, you're going into next year with a worse roster, but you could have players have better no years doubt. that would help absolutely. You. And I they mean, were Tatis, completely bad in close games and all this, right? I mean, I've said this: you get an MVP 2021 type of year from Tatis, and he actually plays like he did it last year every single day, right? That's a massive boost. You get just an all-star type of season from Machado. Massive boost. Now, it's not just about two players. We've seen that, right? Yeah, I was going to say, can't you walk into like an Angels season? Two guys with a 1,000 OPS, they win 70 games. Absolutely. Um, You 100% could. And then it puts a lot of pressure on the others to step up. But the main problem with last year's team was the stars did not produce. So if you can have your stars produce, which is like you're getting paid to do it, that would ease a lot of worry. And then it goes on to the next step here of, all right, can the young guys and the others that we picked up off the scrap heap, can they perform? And then we'll be back to yeah. all right, those guys need to step up. Yeah, I mean, you're asking a lot of a roster that, as it sits currently, and even if we could fast forward three months, will not be as good as the 2023 Padres roster. Now, again, you could argue the complexion or the makeup or everything that transpired, their record in one-run games, et cetera. But a roster that isn't as good against rosters that are better in your division, you're you're really asking for a lot potentially from that team. They, they have to truly overperform it to a really high degree. Um, thank you guys for the super chats. We're going to get to every single one of them here tonight. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Please subscribe. If you're here, we're going to tell you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz in a moment. Want to get to this from Paul. Paul this is very generous. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Um, he says folks in the chat saying you just need some Saudi money or off. <laughs> Machado is past his Zenith. So is Xander Tatis will return to his mean better than them. Pitching a suspect, Darvish is a dice roll, need people to come from nowhere, which is basically the system, is what you're saying, Paul. Or really, really precision, good free agent signings um, from A.J. Preller. But, I mean, no, this isn't about – I mean, like you said, they're still going to have that you know, 180 to $200 million payroll. It'll be top half in the sport. They're, they're not mm-hmm. – it's not leaving the side of their family in any – They're not going know, down to like $70 million. Payroll. And it's and by the way, in twenty, I just looked it up in twenty seventeen. According to Cots, it was seventy million. 
right. then it was so, 95 in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then it was 97 in 2019. Then you had the COVID. Then it was 174 under Seidler. Then it was 211. And then it was 250. Now, was that 174 the 2020 year or the 2021? 2021. Year? That was, was that Darvish Musgrove Snell? Darvish Musgrove yeah. Snell, yes. So, you know, it's gone up exponentially, and, and clearly they can't keep up with it, and the TV deal is a part of it. Plus, they haven't performed. Um, but no, I mean, you're not going to get a different ownership group, and they're never going to be the New York Yankees. They're not going to spend $300 million. Oh. They did it for a year or two. It didn't fully pan out. Now they got to be a top half payroll, hopefully moving forward and find ways to win with their general manager and with development and making the right moves. But um, I mean, what he's saying is is somewhat somewhat on. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got Machado and Bogarts. Tatis has to be better. Pitching, who the hell knows? And Darvish is, is old. He's, he's got to bounce back himself in 2024. Yep, he's got to have a healthy year. He's got to have a 2022 type of season when he was an all-star, one of the frontline starters. I mean, basically what you're asking for is all the players that I mentioned, Musgrove, Darvish, uh, Manny, Xander, Tatis, Kim, you need to have like really good seasons from all of those guys, pretty much. You need to have mm-hmm. like an all-star season from at least Musgrove or Darvish, one of those guys. And then the other guy needs to be, you know, pretty good as well. You need to have an all-star season from two of the three of Tatis, Xander, and Manny, I feel like. And then the other guy needs to still be very good as well. And then you need to have pretty much the exact same season next year from Hassan Kim, maybe a little better. And then we're like, okay, now we're kind of, now we're talking here. You also need a club. You also need a Manny Machado that is capable of providing more, both on field and off field. Like you, yeah. you somehow have to work through whatever dynamic was at play last year. And you might say to yourself, you know what? Worse roster, better unit, as opposed to better roster but worse cohesion. Cohesion matters. Diamondbacks roster to start the year was not as good as San Diego. Culture matters. And they and they had a better year. And they went through a really bad stretch in August where they were like, I mean, I'm making it up, a two and twenty over a twenty-two game stretch. Then they got through San Diego where they won like five of six and it completely changed their season. You got to be able to deal with adversity. If the Padres are sixty and fifty, and then all of a sudden sixty-five and sixty-five, what do they do from there? If they, you know, how do you fight through a five and fifteen where Historically, you don't feel great about the Padres in that spot, and other teams have been able to overcome that, you know, in recent right. history. All right, let me uh, tell you about our title sponsor here, Mark Nimitz, on the wrap-up show. We can't do this day in and day out, year-round, without the support of Mark Nimitz, just like we can't do it without your support if you're here live or on replay. He is a great insurance agent. You can take it from us, whether it's auto, home, renters, life, earthquake insurance, whatever you need. I've got homeowners, earthquake, and life insurance through Mark. And just by switching your policy, he can save you $750 or more. And it's about more than saving money. He will save you money, but he's going to save you time. He's a great insurance agent with great service and communication. You can take it from me firsthand. He's had a claim in here in 2022, and he saved us thousands of dollars and dozens of hours of time. He's a lifelong San Diego Padres fan. He's a native San Diegan. He does business in our community. You can click the link in the description down below. You can get free quotes online or call Mark. He will talk to you about the Padres offseason. He's not thrilled. He will talk to you about saving money on your insurance as well. So whatever it is, auto, home, renter's life, earthquake insurance, 
If you support this channel, please support our title sponsor, a local business. Click the link in the description down below. That is Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Yeah, all his information is above my head. Mnimitz at FarmersAgent.com. When you reach out to our buddy Mark, tell him it's going to be okay. And <laughs> let him know that John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right, let's get back to some of these supers that are rolling in. Like this one from Ruben. Thank you, Ruben. Uh, he says, do we know if we are even looking for more TV deal? I mean, they. I, I had read that MLB, while they were concerned about the short-term losses from clubs, they weren't concerned about it long-term, and there was a vision for how to rectify some of these monies lost. By the way, I don't think they're going from $60 million to nothing. There's the MLB.TV money. They could be arranging TV deals right now locally that will garner them some money. But they're going from sixty to way down. You know, is it sixty to sixteen? Yeah, I mean, I think that's all reasonable. Yeah, I mean, last year MLB compensated up to eighty percent. They went from sixty to forty-eight, a net negative twelve. MLB is not doing that now. So if they go from sixty to thirty, that's another loss of eighteen. Now, in long term, can they make it up? Maybe, but in the short term, it's a huge question mark, and it's impacting their ability. To spend now, it's not impacting Arizona's ability to spend, but they don't have the same payroll right now as no. San Diego. But Arizona does not have that TV deal either, as we know it. But I don't know what Arizona was getting, and I don't know what their TV prospects look like moving forward. But they are coming off a, a World Series as well. My guess is next year you're going to get a TV package similar to what it was last year once Bally went bankrupt, right? Which is what, but at paying? a but at a much higher cost, like maybe. Like instead of how much was 20, it for the rest of twenty a month? It was eighty for four months, um, or they gave you ten dollars off. I think you could have done seventy dollars for four months or twenty a month. I would not be surprised if you see thirty, like like a hundred and fifty bucks for the season. No, oh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right because that's about twenty twenty five a month for six months. Maybe maybe more one eighty. Maybe yeah, maybe like a one eighty or like a one. Yeah, I don't know, sixty nine ninety nine. No, I agree. On, um, to get the package on MLB, uh, still though, like do the math on that. Like, if I, I'm just gonna quickly do that. Like, one hundred seventy dollars. <laughs> like, you need a lot of subscribers. Yeah, no. you know what I mean to to get any real number. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, let me just use sixty mil is how many zeros? Uh, here we go. Divided by, let me just divide it by one hundred fifty dollars. I mean, you need. 400,000 people paying 150. Like to put that in perspective, like the no. the TV households in the market is only like a million households. And you could argue the semantics if you carry it out into Riverside and Palm yeah. Springs and Orange. Of course. And there's Padres fans in Tuscaloosa. I, we get the right. point, but not tens of thousands. And you're if running in, you know, 400,000 is crazy. And you're running into literally one of the worst off seasons that you can remember. Go buy our product. Say, I want to say, and I could be dead wrong with this, because I remember there's an article in the Sports Business Journal. They were pleased with the number of like subscriptions they sold in the middle of the season when this happened. Rodgers are a relevant team. They saw no boost. In ratings, you're right. But I'm saying like the people that like people like me, that yeah. once the Padres left Bally's, I'm like, perfect. I'm gonna get rid it. of I'm gonna get rid of whatever direct TV stream and I'll spend the 80 bucks for yeah. the year. And I forget what it was. It was not a big number. It was like, I'm completely making it up. Like maybe 10,000 people purchased that package. But let me do the math on that real quick. 10,000 times $80. Mm -hmm. 
is 800,000. They were getting 60 million. So that's 1.33% of 60 million. You might be looking at like 200 bucks. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just the math again in the short term. I'm not saying you're all getting it. By the way, Jim, maybe they don't get it from MLB.tv. Maybe they go, I'm making this up to Fox 5 and say, hey, it's 6.6 million to air games, just like they do with radio. You know, like, hey, it's, it's 6 million or it's, and, and here's what you get. And now go sell it. So I, my guess is something like that could be coming, but again, you're not getting to 60 million is the point. Uh, yeah, I don't see any like permanent resolution here this offseason. Not permanent, honestly. It's it's going to be a makeshift of things, and and like I said, I would not be surprised if it's back on like you know Channel Four, right? Yeah, definitely along along with. Um, the MLB package at a significantly higher rate where people are going to bitch about it and complain, but it's like, get over it, pay the money. Just stop. Well, will they do, but no, but I mean, to your point, like, yeah, there's 10,000 people that'll do it, but 10,000 times a hundred dollars or $200 gets you nowhere near where you need to, to get to. Um, yeah. Alan, thank you for the very generous super chat. We do appreciate that, thank guys. You, if you're Alan, here, subscribe. If you're here, thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box, like Alan. If you want to become a member, click join. You get emojis and badges. He says, "Happy holidays, fellas." Thank you, Alan. Happy holidays to you Thanks, as man. well. He says, "Which rookies will be on the 2024 Padres opening day roster?" I will say a this: lot. the Jacob Marcy guy that Preller talked about when he traded Soto, he said he'll get a shot in spring He's, training. And the more the time passes, the more I believe him. You saw the thing um, with with Ben, right? I did not. I'll give I'll give Fadden credit because I, I I saw he uh, talked to Jim Callis, okay. and Jim Callis said that uh, basically like paraphrasing here, some to sum it up, the Padres would be crazy to give Jacob Marcy significant time in the outfield next year at the major league level. Okay, okay, that's fair. and by the way, these other names you've heard the Snellings and the Iriartes and whomever else they they should be. Oh, not a while off. They might see time in 2024, but they shouldn't start the year on the major league roster is the point. And by the way, they can, and maybe someone individually performs doing that, but you're playing the Dodgers and you're playing the team that was in the World Series in Arizona. I'm just saying you're going to take your lumps is my point if you're playing yeah. a lot of rookies with a lot of regularity. Now, I think you pick your spots. I think you will need a rookie or two, and certainly by the end of 2024, you'll need more than a rookie or two. I'm just not overly confident in starting the year with you know, Jackson Merrill on the opening day roster when he still needs more seasoning is my point. I, I'm I'm just worried that these guys are going to be pushed before they're ready. They may be, yeah. Because they don't have anybody else. And that to me is like a Preller, like his MO is he, he pushes guys before they're actually ready to the big league level. Like there's talk of Ethan Salas potentially seeing time in the big leagues in 2024. I'm like, are you freaking insane? Right. He's like 17. Like he's not even of drinking age yet. He's dude he's, drinking. He's not even of lotto ticket buying age. Right. He's not even a, a legal adult yet. And you're talking about giving him time at the big league level. I mean, are we insane here? What are we doing? Kind of. So, and you know, that, my theory is like, why would you even, why would you even start his clock for no reason? That'll yeah, be a free agent. What, what they did with that? Get $700 million. 
but I don't know exactly who Allen would be on the opening day roster, but I my over under right now for actual rookies on the opening day roster, I'm going to go over under three and a half. And I will take it's funny. I was going to say, I was going to say three. <laughs> so it's very I, I was going to I would take probably three. Yeah, I think it'll be. I mean, honestly, I, I might take the over. I'm going to say four, to be honest. Out of 26, okay. it's going to be four. Or if half, not more. There's a half a player out there somewhere like, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, Richard, appreciate your super. Appreciate your uh, viewership. And uh, he always lets us know he's a Dodger fan. Uh, yeah. Do- Dodger fan here. The only path for 2024 is the big three. Need to have a magical year. Get very creative with the flexibility you do have. Unfortunately, your major league ready Telnet is currently in Washington. Okay. You're saying that. Talent. The- Okay, major league ready like, talent. Helena. Yeah, and you could argue the value that that talent has right now, even for the Nationals. But I think there's some things to like, like Abrams and Gore, and potentially more than that long term. But yeah, I mean, you traded for Juan Soto, and he's gone a year and a half later, and you gave up a lot to make that trade. Yeah, you've got pitching back mm-hmm. um, from the Yankees. By the way, some of those rookies are probably guys you got back in that trade. Is that right? No, those guys made major league debuts last year. The other guys, other than King. Had already pitched in the big leagues, but they uh, still might technically be rookies. One or two of those guys, Thorpe. Uh, well, Thorpe clearly hasn't even appeared he's never yet. Pitched in the big leagues, and he's not going to start twenty twenty four. Two other relievers they got. They had pitched in the big leagues. They pitched in the big leagues last year. Yeah, and Higgis Shioka has been in the big leagues. So, but yeah, I mean the points valuable, like or the points yeah. valid. And, They're going to have to run a lot of contributions. And you're running into a situation too that people aren't really talking about because they they just. I don't know why. I mean, how much faith is there that Luis Campisano is going to be played every, almost every day for the entire year? I mean, not every day, but like 120 games. 110 I don't think games. it'll be that. I, I think it'll be like 90, 70, 160. I think he's. I think he's a good player. I just think he has to stay healthy. I think that's he's good my thing to is play, to play. I don't know if he's going to stay healthy. And Higashioka, I said it right. Higashioka. Mm-hmm. Nice defensively, but I mean, if you're looking for like a consistent offensive bat, you might be seeing lineups where you're like, you know, yeah, it's true. That's catching. I mean, most secondary catchers can't hit. Yeah, I get it. You know, but no, your point's valid. I mean, Campusano still has something to prove. Hopefully he comes into his own. Like he has shown flashes of being a really good hitting catcher and more than serviceable as a big leaguer, but he's got to prove it as a full timer in 2024. Little Carlos. What's that? Never would happen. What do you say? He goes, Would you guys bring Will Myers back for five million? He's a vibe. Pro far no. for two. And Snell no. for twenty two. That's thirty million. Let's get it. Well, it never happens. Never twenty two. This is not fancy baseball. Sorry. No, Snell, even if Snell gets less than we thought he would, the AAV is still gonna be high, even if it's just a couple of years. Um Carlos says, uh, yes, but I honestly feel Kim will regress. He had a career year. It gives me Chase Headley in 2012 vibes. He's our best trade piece one. to get good return. We don't have money to go the free agent route to get quality. Yeah, I don't know about that either, Carlos, because he's right in the middle of the prime of his career. And even if his bat isn't as good as it was last year, not that it was spectacular. I mean, his glove is so good, and his defensive versatility is so valuable that mm-hmm. – I mean, certainly at seven mil or whatever he's making next year, it's a complete bargain, and I would want his contributions over whatever I can get via trade. I would not think like, it's not like Hassan Kim had like a thirty home run, one hundred and fifteen no. RBI season. I mean, no. he had a nice offensive year. He did, which is very um, rep. What's the word? Rep. 
replicated. You can re- you can replicate you yeah, replicate rep- it very easily. Re- replicatable. Replicatable. It's very two sixty three fifty one on base three ninety eight slug seven forty nine OPS. Yeah, that's ve- that's very easy to replicate. Mm-hmm. Is is not a, it's not crazy numbers. You know, seventeen home runs, very good. I think he can even be better than that, honestly. Um, I think his average, you know, if you're looking at a guy that can hit around 280, between 280 and 300, I think, you know, that could be good. And I know people, like, just love to dismiss batting average all the time, but I still think it, like, matters a little bit. Yeah, no, it has value, especially for a guy that's not going to hit 40 home runs. I mean, he's got to get a base. You don't want guys in your lineup all hitting 215 with, you know, it's like... We've seen So, yeah, so I I think... um, his season last year is definitely you can he's, he definitely can replicate it and probably do better. So that's why I don't think he's a chase. He doesn't give me chase Headley vibes. Yeah, JD Gaucho saying maybe the words you're looking for is repeatable, or repeatable, duplicate, or duplicate. Good duplicate. Point. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, SJL Stevens, thank you for your membership. Thank Thanks, you buddy. for the very generous super and all to say. New shirt culture matters. <laughs> culture matters. Yeah, I like it. If you have more ideas. Put it in the chat. We need some more shirts for 2024. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, SJL Stevens, thank you, man. Really do appreciate your support of the channel and your membership. It means a lot. Uh, Steve, with the super to say fourth or fifth place. I mean, I think heading into the year, you'll get a lot of prognosticators and metrics and analytics that will tell you the Padres will be the fourth best team in the NLS. Now, rosters are incomplete. LA included, San Francisco included, Arizona included. So... They're incomplete. Things could change. But I would guess that most are going to pick the Padres as the, at best, the third best team in the league or in the division, and at worst, the fourth best team in the division would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, still a long ways to go in the offseason, right? But uh, the Dodgers aren't done. They're not done. Giants aren't done. Right. Oh. I would I'd probably say the Diamondback, Diamondbacks are pretty close to done, but I mean they got better this offseason. Um Rockies, who cares? So yeah, I mean you're pro- you're going you're going into next season a worse team, worse roster than you had last year for sure. Um in a division that a lot of teams got better in. It's not a great combination. No. Now, you don't play teams in your division 20 times, but you do play them 13 times. And 13 times three other good teams is, well, 39 games, which is one quarter of all games you play. So it, it matters. And then this from JD's 30 says, 2024 payroll target is 170. Is that good? If that is the payroll target, that's troublesome. If that is the payroll target, because they're already in the 150s. So that would give you under 20. Yeah. So no, that that's not really great to be honest. No, you got three or four players making over half of that. Yeah, and someone in the chat said Jim's just because it's a maybe worse roster on paper doesn't mean that it won't be a worse that's, year. That's correct. I I know that. Yeah, and we've talked just, about that. Yeah, I mean they still could be good next year. They still could win more than eighty-two games. You know, eighty-two games is not like this crazy bar to get over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's really not. A lot of you're going to need a lot of things to go your way to get to the 85, that you know, 84, 85, 86 win mark. Potentially, yeah. With, yeah, and again, with it's not the craziest win total. 
With, yeah, it's with, yeah. not crazy. I mean, you, you know, in those, I just mentioned like these 39 games against the Giants, Diamondbacks, and Dodgers. I mean, you don't even have to be that good in them. It's for, you know, I'm just making it up. If you're, um, you know, 17 and 22, well, then you have 120 other games to be better than that. You know, I mean, as long as you yeah. don't bury yourself against your division, it's not like it's impossible to get to the, the postseason. It's just, yeah, it just feels uphill because we all experienced what last year was, which was a good roster that disappointed. Does that mean a quote unquote, I don't want to use the term bad roster, but worse roster can exceed expectations. Of course, it's sports. Of course, that can happen. It's just every coming off of last year, you, you're not overly confident in it, I think is the point. Every team in baseball, except if you're the A's, every team in baseball is like, 60 and 60. It's what you do in the other 40 games that matter. Yeah. So there's a couple that are screwed. I mean, Colorado's screwed in this division, but they can still win 60 games. Oh, yeah, no, 160 games, but I mean, can they win 80? No. Probably not. They said that was like their target. We think we can win 80 games. I mean, great. Congratulations. That's incredible. Um, okay, we're going to get back to the chat in a moment. Thank you guys for hanging out. Please subscribe if you're here. Thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to every single one. Do you want to thank our friends over at Aura for their support of this channel? This is a great, great company. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge supporter of the channel. He is a lifelong Padres fan, a native San Diego, and they have offices right here in Liberty Station in San Diego. This is a plant-based nutrition company, plant-based nutritional supplement company. Everything, single thing they sell is plant-based. And if you're looking to get healthier in 2024, this is an amazing holiday gift. This is a great way to kick off the new year with our friends over at Aura. I've been taking their probiotic for like two years at this point. It's a great product. I take it every single day for digestion, heart health, mental health, and more. They have pre-workout supplements. They have proteins for after workouts. They have omega-3 oils. If you take a fish oil, you can take their omega-3 oil, which is plant-based. They have sleep pills and immunity pills that are plant-based. I mean, incredible stuff and much, much more. So you can check them out by clicking the link in the description down below or by going to ORA.organic. But again, local company that supports our work here on the wrap-up show. If you want to get healthier with their plant-based supplements, check them out, ORA. Dot organic or click that link in the description down below yep holidays uh we're about a week away from christmas uh you still could get you know that christmas present if you if you have somebody in your life that loves to work out or just loves to be healthy likes you know wellness and supplements and or is the place to go for you um they have pre-workouts uh they have protein powder for post-workouts um supplements that uh, you can take on a daily to uh, live a healthier lifestyle so uh, go there right now, www.ora.organic. Pick some stuff up for the holidays, and uh, you'll thank us later. All right, let's get back to some of these supers here that are rolling in. Guys, we appreciate you hanging out. Again, subscribe if you're here. Smash the like button, and thank you for the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box like Richard did. And Richard, thank you again. He said, Jim, on tonight's Richard. Dodger Heads channel, we took a break from baseball and talked about ballpark food results. Dodger dogs overrated. Petco has the best food options. All right, there's a win. There's an off-season win for the Padres. Win. Better food than Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is Otani thinking going there to all the shitty food they have? It's uh, yeah, Dodger dogs are the most overrated ballpark food. And maybe f just food. <laughs> just like, no, not just food, but... um stadium or game day food most overrated game day food ever in any sport wow. honestly the the dodger dog is absolute trash just pathetic hot dog it's the worst it's disgusting 
It's not good. It's tasteless. It has a weird color to it. It's not how good. And how much does it cost? Next year, probably, probably $39. Like, yeah. Well, no, they're deferring all this money. So they probably are still going to only charge like $13 for it. Yeah, but, but 13 but then do I owe 13 more in 2029 or something? Dude, they're probably... Every concession stand at Dodger Stadium, they're like, that will be uh, $29.99, and you have to defer $700 to $20.35 for Shohei Otani. By the way, real quick, I just Googled how much is a Dodger dog, and I got something at like statistud.com, price for a hot dog in Major League Baseball in 2023 by team. Most expensive hot dog in the Major Leagues last year, Petco Park, $7.75. Dodger Stadium Dodger dog is actually like 7th at 650 really? and the cheapest hot dog in the big leagues Arizona is 299 Yankee Stadium is three dollars dude California man what the Yankee F? Stadium's three dollars for a hot dog well yeah because they understand that like dude hot dog is yeah, it's a hot it's dog a hot you gotta dog. start with something at a base you can charge 20 for beer but if you keep that hot dog reasonable people buy beer yeah it's not San Diego like charging 775 for a hot dog Oh my God. We're screwed. I, mean, I get it. It was a $256 million payroll, but geez. Like, remember when, oh, but to, to Richard's also point of talking about Petco is the best food. Remember when we were in the box last year and all the food yeah. that came in was like sushi oh boat God, and like, well, that was amazing. Salad and, and it was free for us. <laughs> yeah. Sloppy Joe's and like these like amazing chicken fingers and like sliders. Dude, it was incredible. Just, like my mouth's really watering like just thinking about and it. Stuff. Yeah, it was like, like jalapeno poppers, like with like a corn medley. It was spectacular. Like, like what? And then like a bunch of different desserts, and then a uh, like yeah, but for the maker, true. But for like the real people, <laughs> for, yeah, for the for everybody else, peasants. Like, <laughs> man, I didn't realize that a hot dog at Petco is seven seventy five. Hopefully, it's good for seven seventy five. And they're also um, raising ticket prices next year too, so it's not going to be a cheap one to get into that place. Right. Like think about that. They're, they've raised not only ticket prices, but they've raised season tickets. Food items what, are not getting cheaper. <laughs> no, they're not going down. What's your over-under on announced attendance? Next As year? In, it was 3.2, just based on like the million, then 2.8. 2.8. I agree with you. I think it's right in that neighborhood, which is still very good. Um, it could be lower than that. I find it hard to believe they're going to draw three million. It depends on how they do. If they're in it, then you could see a push between beyond two point eight. I feel like, but if yeah, but you got to get that from day one to get the three. You know what I mean? You need those Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah, and they're going to have to do a really good job with their promotion schedule, which they did last year. I mean, they did a fantastic job. They did. They did. Um, That'll be good. They've been. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have any worry about that. But but yeah, if this team ends up being average to suck next year i mean it's it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a drastic difference they had the they had the the push they had the marketing push they were a vehicle they had Juan soto people were excited before the year this year people aren't as excited obviously that's pretty people are upset you know i think they've renewed a lot of people i don't know what percent but i'm sure they've renewed a good amount but it's still it's a little bit tenuous is what i would say at this point you gotta get off to a good start yeah, if you don't have a good near yet near if you do not have a good year next year, then you're in trouble for 2025. Then yeah, I mean, you're going to have to cut more payroll potentially and raise season ticket prices again with no TV deal still. That. No, that's going to be hard to do. If they're not good this year, it's going to be hard to raise ticket prices for 2025. <laughs>
They gotta yeah, be good. Okay. They gotta find that. some way to make money. True. Hot dogs. Um, yeah, Paul, $12. thank you. He says new shirt better than the Rockies. <laughs> I kind of like that Lord. one. Except if we made a shirt that said better than the Rockies and the Maybe Rockies are better than the Padres, then it's a problem. Then we'd be say better than no one. Better than the A's. And they have like a trademark to it, so I can't put Rockies on a t-shirt. Better than Colorado. I can say that. There you go. Uh, where are you at productions? Thank you. He says, is the great Jim Runts uh, Runsel. Jim <laughs> Runsel. <laughs> like that. Is the great Jim Russell once said, You just traded Juan Soto, LOL. How do we fill in the gaps? <laughs> Who can we sign or trade to help this team win? Is the Bells or the Bruns the answer? Thoughts? I think my Maybe vision's you know, wrong. What does that say? Bellies, like Bellinger and Corbin Burns. Oh, okay. Burns spells it differently than Bruns. Uh, they're not signing <laughs> Bellinger. No. And could you trade for Burns, I guess, but they're not signing Bellinger. You could trade for Burns. That's going to cost you a good prospect. And, you know, he has one year left to control. And if he has a great year for you, probably not going to resign him. Even if he doesn't have a great year, because the cost of starting pitching is high. Correct. But, you know. uh, but yeah, they just, I, I saw something on Twitter just now. And it was a video. I retweeted it. Someone said, um, Juan Soto put this on his Instagram today. Okay. There's a video of him in a Padres uniform. Looks like he might be either, maybe it's like, maybe it's a Reds ball, the Reds ballpark. Yeah. I think that's in Cincinnati. Hitting a home run. And the second he hits the home run, his jersey turns to a Yankees jersey. Mm. I was like, Ugh, just. I mean, that sucks, dude. That that really does suck. The more I think about it, you know, I get all the logistics behind it, and I understand it. Don't come at me for like, they had to do it, Jim. They had to do it. But the fact, like you just said, where are you at production? It's like, they traded Juan Soto. Oh, you think it sucks now? It's going to get way worse in season. Oh, God. He's going to fucking, he's going to tear he's it up in New yeah, York, dude. Exactly. On uh, a contract year. I know. In a bandbox. Steve, thank you. He says, uh, so will the fans buy season tickets? I mean, I think a lot of this is in yeah. renewal. I mean, they, they, this has been going on since July, August of last year. I'm sure the renewal rate is good. There's no way it's bad. It, at the very least, it's good. Clearly, it's not 100%. But, I mean, even if they're renewing 80%, they have huge season ticket base. Huge. So, I mean, if you're renewing at 80%, they're off to a good spot um, or a good start. And now they got to sell single-game tickets, and they, and they need to be better. Again, a year ago, I thought they were a marketing machine. Right, talked to I remember Fan Fest? It was the Beatles coming to America. That's not gonna be the case again this year. Nobody's gonna be gobbling that up. The we're gonna win a World Series, how many games is it gonna take for us to win the World Series? Nobody's gonna be buying that in 2024. So I just think it's gonna be a more pragmatic fan base and the expectations are gonna change, to be honest, to some extent. Um, and they gotta play better. And they got to play better from day one than they did a year ago. Last year was all built in. They sold a million season tickets. Dude, people were there when they were terrible. It was yeah. like July. They were terrible. They're playing the Diamondbacks. It was like Hassan Kim hat giveaway. And there's 40,000 people there. I just don't know if that's going to happen again in 2024 unless they're good. Yeah, I don't. I, I know. I don't know. So that's, that's the problem. Um, okay, while well, we have a moment here. 
I do want to remind our viewers about our longtime partner here on the wrap-up show for the better part of the last year, Underdog Fantasy and underdogfantasy.com. And let me pull it up on screen. If you click that QR code or if you scan that QR code that's on the screen right now, you can go to Underdog Fantasy or the Underdog Fantasy app. And if you use promo code PODSWRAP, that's P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, you're going to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So you don't have to deposit $100, by the way. $10 deposit becomes $20. 20 becomes 40 and so on and so forth, all the way up to $100. It's the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's so simple and easy, whatever sport you're playing. NFL going on right now, NBA, of course, baseball. Come next spring, you can draft yourself or you can let underdog draft for you with an auto draft, and then they take care of everything. There are no waivers. There are no trades. They set your lineup each and every day. So you can do the dailies, you can do the weeklies, you can do the season long. They take care of everything. They make it super simple. And then with the pickums, it's simple, higher or lower contesting. Brock Purdy, higher or lower than 255 and a half passing yards. Debo, higher or lower than 88 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, higher or lower than 445 yards rushing. <laughs> okay, simple as that. Record. <laughs> now next week in... Next week in Baltimore, here are the higher lowers for San Francisco. Brock Purdy, higher lower than a half passing yard. Debo, higher lower than a half receiving yard. Christian McCaffrey, higher lower than a half rushing yard. Well, according to you, game. according to you, the Ravens are gonna like kill the, these guys, <laughs> like literally murder them. I watched the Ravens tonight. Maybe Jacksonville's terrible. The Ravens are good, man. Now, now San Francisco is really good. This is like the game. This is like the greatest game in the history of the National Football League. San Francisco, Baltimore. This is the Super Bowl on Christmas night in Baltimore. Winner it's wins ruin the my Super Christmas. Bowl. It's literally going to ruin my Christmas. It should. Is it? What time is that at on Christmas? Uh, East Coast time. It'll be eight fifteen. Oh, you're gonna like be sleeping by like the third quarter. It's like if they're down like three two, you're gonna go to sleep. <laughs> three two <laughs> three two like in the second quarter you're going to sleep okay should be a good game should be a good game anyway if you want to play those simple fancy sports if you want to double your deposit go to underdogfancy.com use promo code podswrap p-a-d-s-w-r-a-p or scan that qr code on the screen right now but again use promo code podswrap p-a-d-s-w-r-a-p and double your first deposit up to 100 dollars so we're back tomorrow on San Diego Sports 760 and YouTube. Uh, John and Jim, 3 to 6 Pacific, talking about this. What comes next? Do we really have to wait till January for the Padres to spend $1 in free agency? Probably, right? Christmas is a week away. Dude, they're waiting. I'm telling you. <laughs> they're waiting for all the after Christmas sales. I know. Everything marked down by like half off. I can't even. I, I don't even know where to turn with the Padres in free agency. I really don't. I just know I'm not so to get overly excited. I'm I'm so interested because there's so much at play here of how important this is for AJ Preller's future. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I mean, maybe he can because he's like Teflon in that building for some reason. Like, maybe I don't know, but you, I don't think you can afford to go in this into this regular season of like we're gonna make a push with our young guys. I just don't. Uh, right yeah. now, I, I don't I don't trust it. Like they're nice on paper. They have good rankings. Until I actually see these guys perform at the big league level, I have very little faith that they're gonna that they're gonna do that and accomplish that. I need to see it. There's been too many times in Preller's tenure where he's pushed guys way too fast through the system up to the big league level and they weren't ready. 
So mm-hmm. until I see it happen on paper, it might look nice. Like, oh, the third ranked prospect in the Padres organization, like Jackson Merrill's up. We're... I have to see it first. I just have to. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I hope they get off to a good start. Honestly, like that that's to me crucial. Like crucial. the difference from like to me, the difference between like 16 and 13 and 13 and 16 feels like a lot to me. Like if you're constantly like, oh, they're already three games under, and now they're two under, but then they lose again, they're three. Like the difference between three under and three over in that first month to me feels important. Like I'm already thinking by myself, you got to just get a split in Korea versus the Dodgers somehow. <laughs> like, I'm not thinking if they, that. But if they don't get a split versus the Dodgers in Korea, I mean, it's going downhill. Year. I mean, we I knew know. it was bad us to the Rockies at home. That was not a good start. But we were but, right. <laughs> but didn't it feel like last year there was a sentiment of like, they'll be fine. Eh, we and we time. were, and we were, I was like, all over them from day one. Like this team, we has, were, there's something wrong. <laughs> That weekend, we're like, dude, what the f, man? <laughs> well, no. After everything, after the Atlanta series where they won three or four in Atlanta, and things look things look good for a moment, and then they took game one of a Dodgers series to get to like uh, yeah. two or three over at one point. It was like I'm making up the seventeen or fourteen, meme. and you're like, oh, this is the greatest team in baseball history, and like the Dodgers are done, and Padres are clearly better than them, and and from that there on, the Padres are terrible. I mean, yeah. seriously, I think they were under five hundred from that point on, even with their finish. So. Um, first month is critical, but you look at, I mean, the Giants series at home and opening with the Dodgers, it's just important. They got to play well early. Um, hopefully they do that. And then hopefully they build confidence as the season goes on. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious about what happens from here on out. We'll see what they do in free agency with trades. And we are about 90 days out from that Korea series. It is March 20th. And now is December 17th. We're about 90 days out from the Korea series. As crazy also, as that sounds. I just want to say I hope that Mike Schultz uh travel agent or <laughs> all of his flights were insured. God. Because uh where was he going again? It was hilarious. He was going to see first off, he said he was gonna see Juan Soto, then Soto got traded. Yeah, bad idea. And then he was mentioning that um he was gonna see Matt Carpenter at the start of the year, got traded. And he's like, Yeah, then I'll go see Grisham, and then Grisham got traded. It's like the Madden curse. <laughs> It's like anyone he's going to see is gone. And he, and he mentioned Cronenworth. He saw Cronenworth in Chicago, Chicago, maybe like this past week. He's still here. Somehow. Please don't visit me, Mike. <laughs> yeah, don't come Lord. to my house. Don't come to my house. Um, all right, guys. Appreciate you hanging out. If you're here, please subscribe. You know. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter. If you're here on replay, we really do appreciate the super thanks. Those have been rolling in here throughout the course of the offseason. If you want to support the channel, you can do so on replay with the super thanks button. Please support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. If you've got a renewal coming up before you just renew, get in contact with Mark. He's going to save you money on your insurance and time. So click that link. In the description down below, Mark's our title sponsor. We have our friend Will at Aura. If you're looking to get healthier, check him out. Click the link in the description down below or go to ORA.organic. And again, at underdogfantasy.com or on the Underdog Fantasy app, use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. YouTube, thank you. Everyone here, thank you. Happy holidays. I can say that now, right, Jim? We're a week out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're good. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Opening day is here. What a 2024 it was. We'll see you in 2025. Thanks, guys. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. John and Jim. What? John and Jim. I don't know. (laughs) Bye-bye.